0: Well, I want to preach to you today by the help of the Lord, what the Lord has laid upon my heart, and I trust I can get it off my heart and give it to you today, and the Lord would help us to do that. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. You can be seated. Today, I want to tell you our faith hinges on the resurrection. And how strong our faith is depends on how strong we believe in the resurrection. And there's nobody here that at some time in your mind that you have wondered about life and life hereafter. Wondered, is there really a hereafter? And uh, that today I want to preach to you about and trust the Lord can speak to every heart. There were two groups of people in the days of Jesus. They were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees, which was... Uh, the apostle Paul was a part of that until he was, at that time his name was Saul and he became Paul after his great conversion. But he was a Pharisee. The Pharisees believed and obeyed God's all of God's commandments. They believed in the Old Testament. They believed in the angels and uh, that there was such a, such a thing as demons. And they also believed that there was a bodily resurrection, and there was eternal life. And then there were the Sadducees, and the Sadducees, they believed only in the law of Moses. They did not believe in all the Old Testament as we have it today. They didn't believe in angels. They did not believe in demons. They were more politically minded, and they did not believe in a bodily resurrection or eternal life but the apostle paul dealt with this in the book of corinthians he said now if christ be preached that he rose from the dead how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead but if there be no resurrection of the dead he said then is christ not risen and if christ be not risen then is our preaching vain, and our faith is also vain? Yea, we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. And if the dead rise not, then is not Christ risen? And if Christ be not risen, he said then, faith, our faith is in vain, yet are ye yet in your sins. So the whole message today of salvation uh, hinges on Christ coming out of that tomb and hinges upon the resurrection uh, that we have faith in. And this is where the enemy Uh, Brother, this is where the line is drawn. This is where the mental battle is going on today in in every person that's here under the sound of my voice. Is there a resurrection? Is there not a resurrection? And, uh, And let me tell you today how strong your faith is in Christ is determined by how much you believe that there is a resurrection, amen, of the dead. And if you believe there is a resurrection of the dead, let me tell you, you're going to live the life and you're going to want to walk with God if you truly believe with all of your heart, yes, there is a resurrection after this life that we're going to face another life. That this is just the small end of it. And the big end is eternity. And the Apostle Paul dealt with these things. If there is no resurrection, then we've preached in vain. Our faith is in vain. We have believed in vain. But he's, he goes on then to explain how that the resurrection will work. He said, and also is the resurrection of the dead. He said, It is sown in corruption and it is raised in incorruption. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doeth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, he said, I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and shall be changed. For the corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruption shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written." And remember, when you're reading the Old Testament and it says, that is written, they're quoting directly from that Old Testament. Death is swallowed up in victory. And then he said, O death, where is thy sting? And O grave, where is thy victory? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And I begin to pray and seek after the Lord this past week and and asking God, Lord, show us and lead us today and speak to this wonderful group of people that's going to be gathering in the First Pentecostal Church on this very special Sunday. Amen. About the resurrection. Lord, I know that we can read the Bible accounts and thank God for them, and we believe in the Bible with all of our heart and know that it is the eternal Word of God that you can trust in and you can have confidence in. What it says, amen, it means... And it happened just like he said, thank God for the Bible. Would you say that with me? Thank God for the Bible. Thank God for his holy word. And there are many places in the scripture that we could study today and read. We could read about Lazarus, how God uh, brought him back and how he spoke to him and he came forth out of that tomb. We could talk about these places, places that he raised people from the dead. It was a sign of the resurrection. But I thought, Lord, some way that people could see, humans like you and I today, that you could reveal your word to us and make us stronger believers. what we have been even in the past yes we believe in the bible we believe in the word of the lord but there's some way i've learned this on almost every subject in the bible i believe it is true that every one of them there is a revelation that god can give you and until god allows the scales to fall from your eyes to where you can see what you need to see You know, you believe, but it's still out there somewhere just a little bit, and you're still seeking and you're still reaching for it. But whenever God allows those scales to fall, where you truly have the revelation, where you have the revelation, let me just mention some of them. One of them is prayer. When you have the revelation of prayer that you honestly, you can see the benefit and you see and understand what he was talking about that when he said my house shall be called the house of prayer the importance of going to his house lifting up your voices. I'm going to tell you before you can ever worship you must learn how to pray you can never praise the Lord like you need to praise him until you learn how to pray to God as you need to pray amen it opens the door to all things prayer does it opens the door to worship it opens the door to understanding of the word of God it opens the door to the truths that God has given us in many places in the Bible the Bible even said it is a mystery I just read to you today where the Bible said, I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. That is a mystery. The human mind cannot comprehend fully or understand. But when God touches you with his presence and his power and he allows those scales to fall, you begin to see deeper and farther. And let me tell you, nobody's reached the pinnacle today. There's room for all of us to grow and there's room for all of us to see more than what we have seen in the past and understand more and have a deeper and a better understanding of the things of God. And that's the reason we, we give ourselves to prayer and we give ourselves to the study of the word of the Lord. That's the reason we have church on this coming Friday night and Sunday morning and Sunday night. The reason we do those things is that we come to uh, have a better understanding, seeking after a revelation. It's not something you get all at once. It is something that unfolds, amen. It is doors open and keep opening to you and you keep walking farther and farther deeper into the light that God is leading you in and showing you, you see the importance, you see the necessity, you see the necessity of the things that once you you did not understand as being all that important, but you got the revelation now. You have the revelation of the importance of fasting, the importance of prayer, the importance of going to church, the importance of even giving. Amen, the benefit and the blessing and the great reward that comes back to us as we walk with God and as we do the will of the Lord, amen, how God opens up these doors and he allows us to see, oh, what a mighty God we serve today, amen. May his name be forever praised. May his name be forever exalted. Can I tell you, illustrate the point like this. It's kind of like getting married, amen, some 35 years I did that, and I can tell you uh, at that point, uh, I did not have the love or the appreciation for my wife. You asked me, did I love her? I'd tell you, yes, I love her with all of my heart. But the love has grown. It's so much bigger than it was when we started over 35 years ago. And that is the same in that relationship with God. That God intended for all of his children to walk with him. You appreciate him more. You understand more how he works. You understand how faithful he is. You understand how good he is. You build up a backlog. You look back over your life and you say when you were confused and you were in a tailspin and you didn't know what was coming next and you said my goodness God can't be anywhere in my life then you walk a day, a few days further on down the road and you look back and you say oh God you was there, you were there even though I was in a tailspin you were there all the time you had your hand upon me you were holding me by your mouth Mighty hand I just could not see I didn't have the revelation I didn't have the knowledge but you have blessed me to see today lift up your hands and let's praise him come on up in the mezzanine all the way up in the balcony today come on let the Lord speak to your heart today amen his word his spirit oh God move upon each one today in the name of Jesus hallelujah come on let's have a prayer again I'd like to hear this whole church pray. Amen, hallelujah. I've been preaching to you, now you pray for me. Would you do that? In the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God, for this relationship that grows and builds, amen, as we walk with God and we grow closer to the Lord. So I've sought the Lord this week and I've said, Lord, show us, I know we can read about Zacchaeus and uh, 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 Lazarus, I meant. And We can read about all these wonderful stories in the Bible. We believe the Bible. And the, the Lord just quickened this scripture to my heart. Doth not even nature itself teach you? And he was talking about a man having long hair. and What a shame it was. But the portion of the scripture God made alive unto my heart was this doth not even nature itself teach you. Amen. And I got to praying and the Lord impressed some things upon my heart that I would like to give to you today. Nature, what does nature teach us about the resurrection? What does nature teach us? When you just look at nature itself, is it possible that there could be a resurrection? I want to tell you the first thing my mind was drawn to is the light of the world. See, man's always tried to improve on God's eternal Word and the history of where all this came from. They've come up with several theories, Big Bang and and all the One sale and and all this business, but I want to tell you the best answer for it all is, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And on this Easter Sunday morning, guess what happened? That light woke up and there was another beautiful sunrise. If you don't believe there can be a resurrection, look at the sunrise today. As sure as the power it took for there to be a sunrise. Amen. That same power can bring about a resurrection. Go ahead and let nature speak to us today and teach us a few things. Let there be light and there was light and that light's been shining every since. Amen. It doesn't take any more power for God to bring the sunrise in the morning than it does for him to speak and the graveyard open up. I hope the scales fall from your eyes today. I hope you get the revelation. Amen. It, it, it took God for the sun and all the world. They try to figure it all out and they say this happened, that happened and, then, and what, a, what a joke they make out of it the human body and how it's created and and to believe that it just uh, evolved and it just kept on. Uh, Somebody said it best uh, when they said, that's like believing uh, that uh, it was a watch just evolved one day. That little parts went to this part and that part went to that part. Finally, somebody walked out there and picked up a watch and said, looky there, it just big bang, or it just evolved. And this human body is far more complicated than this little watch. You know what this is a sign of? This is a sign there is a God because he said, I'm gonna make you in my likeness. I'm the creator and I'm gonna make creatures in my likeness. We do have ability to create some things. So it just proves all over again there is a great creator somewhere. And if that great creator could speak and say, let there be light, and the light woke up this morning on time, it's the same God that can say, graveyards give up the dead. I hope you leave from this building today believing in the resurrection more than you have ever believed in it in your life. I hope the Holy Ghost will do that for you today. Nature teaches you. Look at the resurrection in the birth of a newborn baby and there is life. Solomon wondered and said, oh, how are the bones formed in the womb of a mother? But it's the mighty, miraculous hand of God, amen, that has done all things. So when you just remember, when you see a little newborn baby, just remember, amen, that uh, it is the resurrection story from no life to life. And the Bible said he breathed life into them. And he, the man, became a living soul when God spoke. Then you look at the, uh, the rainbow that God put in the clouds. He said, I've set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be a token of a covenant between me and the earth. How many, how many in this building has ever seen a rainbow? same God that has the power to say, I'm going to give you people a sign that I'm never going to destroy the earth again with water. Amen. It's the same God that put that rainbow in the cloud and said, look up here. Amen. Noah looked at this same rainbow. When he offered up that good sacrifice and made that offering unto God, Noah looked up there and he saw that rainbow in the cloud. Amen. And God spoke to him and said, Noah, this is my covenant with man. Amen. As long as this world stands, I will never destroy man, all of man again. He said, all of man again. Amen, with the flood. Just look up there. The same God that's got the power to put the rainbow in the cloud is the same God that can step out and resurrect the dead. Amen, and they come forth victorious. Doesn't take any more power for God to do one than it does for him to do another one. Praise God. Doth not nature teach us? Amen, the resurrection of life in the changes of the season, speak to us of the resurrection. He again, speaking to Noah, said, While the earth remaineth, there's going to be seed time, there's going to be harvest, and cold, and heat, and summer, and winter, and day, and night shall not cease. Amen. When we look at the change in the seasons, and realize it moves from winter, which represents death. Death, everything is dead. Lifeless, it's all dead. And when we see it move from death, winter time, and we see the budding forth and the bursting forth of springtime, it speaks of the resurrection. You don't need to study about Lazarus. You don't have to read all the studies that he spoken. and he raised them from the dead to believe in the resurrection. All you've got to do is wake up and look around you. The resurrection is all around you. Why would you be filled with doubt? Why would you be filled with unbelief, wondering how could this thing be and how could... could Death uh, be resurrected to life, and hey amen, the account only accounts we 've got is in the Bible no they 're not all just in the Bible you 're looking at them today when you look through these stained glass windows that sunrise it's shining today was a resur- it was dark last night, uh, but hey amen, the sun came up, uh, and there was a resurrection of light. Uh, oh thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, uh, Lord, let the scales fall from our eyes and let our hearts be filled with faith and with confidence in God's wonderful, wonderful word. Amen. Then the resurrection of dead seed that comes to life. Jesus used this in explaining the resurrection. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth along. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Then the apostle Paul answered, he said, but some men will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? He said, thy fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. Except you go out and sow it in your garden, the seed, uh, and it dies, it's not quickened. He said, that which thou sowest, talking about the seed, thy so it's not that body that shall be. In other words, that seed is going to be changed into a beautiful plant. It's not going to be like that seed that was planted. That that body that dies, hey Amen, and we're put into this earth. That that body that is planted, that's sick and frail and, and has problems. It's going to come forth, Uh, just like seed that is sown, that is dry and lifeless. Uh, You sow it, uh, and then what happens? It bursts forth, uh, and there is a beautiful, beautiful resurrection. There is a beautiful plant. Uh, Amen, how mighty uh, and how great our God is. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, And you know what? Uh, The atheists will do this. People that have uh, absolutely no faith today, uh, they will do this. Uh, They believe in uh, that if you sow, amen, that it will uh, come forth. Uh, Dead, lifeless uh, bubs uh, that will come forth. Uh, You put them in the ground and plant them uh, and then they they spring forth. Uh, Look at them. Look how terrible they look, how bad it looks. Uh, Amen. All these dead, dry, bulbs, but I want to show you what happens, amen, when it's planted. Here again, nature speaks to us, nature's talking to us today, amen, and here it is. You plant it in the ground and look what bursts forth. But the atheist stands today and looks and says, where is the resurrection? Here's the resurrection does not nature itself teach you is nature not teaching you something today here's the dead ugly bulbs that are planted in the ground amen hallelujah but then after it's planted and it dies then it's quickened and it comes forth with a life praise god people that don't even believe in the resurrection will have a garden you shouldn't be having a garden if you don't believe in the resurrection. You shouldn't be planting nothing if you don't believe in the resurrection. Hey Amen, how could it be? How could it be possible? Many, and back in 1985, I was, that's when Memorial Hospital was over here. Uh, it was about 10 o'clock at night and I had went by Walmart about right before they closed, about nine, and about 10 o'clock, I ended up at the bedside of my daddy. And I had my coat on and seed in my coat pocket because was, it was fixed to be Easter Sunday. That was Saturday night and the next morning was Easter and I was going to be preaching and I was going to use the illustration of the seed. And I stood there over my daddy. Uh, he didn't know the world he was in and, and thinking, and God had laid up on my heart to preach this very message. And as I was holding that seed, looking at my frail daddy, amen, I said, you know what? There's gonna be a resurrection. And the reason I know there's gonna be a resurrection, look at these old dry, lifeless seeds of corn that I've got in my hand. There's gonna be a resurrection. And I stood there and looked at him, and I felt the Holy Ghost speaking to my heart, and I went, uh, home and got up the next morning come to church and I preached this message uh, today what I'm telling you I was preaching about the, the resurrection of course I didn't know what was going on while I was preaching that message brother Baldwin God called my daddy home hallelujah hallelujah brother there's going to be a resurrection it may look like dry seed that won't mount to anything but let me tell you Just like you believe in this, you need to believe in the resurrection. Come here, son. You need to believe in the resurrection. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. Read the instructions. Plant, sow seeds directly in the garden in spring after soil has warmed. Does best in deeply cultivated soil, that is high in nitrogen. To aid pollination, avoid planting in a single row. For succession, plant every three weeks until early summer. Care, be generous with water and fertilize when plants are 12 to 18 inches tall. Harvest, pick when silks turn brown. Test by piercing a kernel with the thumbnail to see if it spurts a milky juice. Good source of several vitamins and minerals. Thank you, Jesus. All you got to do is follow the instructions. That's all you got to do.
1: All
0: you got to do is just plant it in faith. There's no life in that. You could take a hammer and hit it and it'd be like a rock, but there is life. You just got to follow the instructions. The apostle Paul said, and here is the last and the, and the greatest sign of the resurrection. It's the spiritual transformation on a man. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh on the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in fertilized, He's got a lot of mercy. For his love, great love, wherein he's loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you're saved. And hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The greatest sign of the resurrection is when a stony heart walks to an altar and says, I need a heart transplant. The greatest sign of a resurrection that you'll ever see on this earth is not the sunrise, it's not the little baby, it's not the changing of the seasons. It's not all those things. It's not even what you plant and see it burst forth with life. The greatest sign of the resurrection is whenever a man or woman walks in here and comes to God and God takes out that stony heart and they're quickened by the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm not talking about going to get better sometime. I'm talking about an
1: absolute change. about a new creation. I'm talking
0: about a new man and a new woman walking a new road. That's the reason Jesus said, verily, verily, Nicodemus, I say unto you, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven, of God. And then it says of heaven. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Thank you, Jesus. The apostle Paul said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Therefore, we are buried with him in baptism unto death. And that, like as Christ was risen up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And that ye put on the new man after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Let me tell you today, if you're a doubter today and you know of somebody that was as mean as a cutworm, They were just bad and you have watched them turn around. You know what you were looking at? You were looking at the resurrecting power of God. That's what you were looking at. So the resurrection is all around us. Why would you doubt? Why would you like faith today in believing in the miraculous power of the Holy Ghost that's able to change a person, amen, from old to new? There was an Old Testament prophet. His name just happened to be Joel. The Bible said, I will restore you the years of the locusts have eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the poma worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied And the praise of the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon my servants and on my handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And it was the apostle Peter preaching that day, telling when the multitude came, hallelujah. Brother, it had been a long, sad time going up to the crucifixion. It had been a long, sad time going through the crucifixion, watching him hang on the cross, watching him give his life, losing their best friend. But thank God, three days later, amen, there was a resurrection of the dead, and he did come out of that tomb and he is alive forevermore. And the Apostle Paul said, if Christ didn't rise, your faith is in vain. He hallelujah. You have believed in vain, you have prayed in vain, you've went to church in vain, you've given in vain. But I'm glad to tell you that he rose victorious out of that grave, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible said, that he was seen of the angels. He was seen of the people. For some 40 days, he walked among them. At one time, there were 500 people he appeared to. And he walked with the disciples. While they were sad, he said, it's me, touch me. Put your fingers in my nail prints. I was one hanging on that cross. I was the one that got planted. I used to look like this, here, amen. But now I look like this. This is what I was, amen, with my marred, scarred face. My plucked beard may spit upon me. This is what I was, amen. But now I have been risen from the dead, alive forevermore, alive forevermore, alive forevermore. He said, Now, disciples, I want to tell you what to do. You go back to Jerusalem and you wait until you're endued with power from on high. The Bible said while they were standing there, looked up toward heaven, that he would ascend it out of their sight. Two men came down, and while the disciples were looking up toward heaven, said, Why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus that you've seen go up, he's going to come back again.
1: That's the believer's hope.
0: As sure as the sun come up, as sure as there's a baby born, as sure as the seasons change, as sure as you can plant and it brings forth fruit, just as sure as that happened, it won't be any harder for him to step on the clouds of glory and say, I'm coming back to get my church. And those that have died in Christ Holy Ghost, would you let people leave this building today with stronger faith in the resurrection than they've ever had before. People that have believed in it all their life, God, let there be a touch of your anointing and a revelation. Let scales fall from our eyes that all of us can see it greater than we've ever seen it before. In the name of Jesus Christ, while they stood looking up, that angel said, why are you standing here? This same one that went up is coming back. You go down there to Jerusalem and you wait until you're endued with power from on high. The Bible said they returned to Jerusalem. And the Scriptures tells us that they had all the disciples, names them, says there was about 120. And isn't it amazing that he thought of his mother and he said, my mother, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Luke recorded it. She was at that 120 gathering. And then the scripture said, when the day of Pentecost, now let me explain to you Pentecost. Pentecost was just a Jewish feast day that they had celebrated for many, many years that had been given to them back under Moses. They had set it up and they said, you know, and i want to tell you church, it's important for us to have feast days. It's important for us to stop and say, hey, Lord, I want to thank you because you've really been good in my life. And that's what it was all about. God told his people, I want you to stop from Easter, Passover, to this Jewish feast day called Pentecost. I want you to stop right there. I want all of you to get together, come to Jerusalem, I want you to feast, and I want you to rejoice, and I want you to say, thank you, Lord. You've given us bumper crops. You've poured out your blessings on us. You've been good to us. Oh, how wonderful you have been in my life. In fact, it was the celebration of the first harvest. There were two harvests, of course. There was another harvest on over into the fall, but this was the celebration of the first crops that they had harvested, and they come to give God thanksgiving. On that day, similar to our eating turkey on Thanksgiving Day, the Holy Ghost fell on that day. The second chapter of the book of Acts tells us, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting, there appeared to them clothing tongues like as a fire it sat upon each one of them. And they began to speak in other tongues of the Spirit of God, gave the utterance. And then the multitude, because the streets of the city were jammed, and, and if you go there today, you will find that the streets, of they're not these broad roads, and they're not like our freeways. They're just little narrow passages, and, 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 the, and the city was packed with people. And while people were going to and fro and celebrating at this special time, Up on the upper room, in an upper room, they heard this commotion and this noise because they were receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the scripture said some of them mocked, some of them laughed. What in the world's going on? These people's lost their mind. Look at them, jumping, shouting, praising, glorifying God, lifting up the name of the Lord. Amen. What has happened to them? They have lost their mind. Of course, let me just fill in right here and tell you People don't think anything of go into the bars and the, and the concerts and the ball games and just go bananas because somebody kicks a ball so far. But I want to tell you, when somebody gets delivered off of sin, alcohol, drugs, there's no comparison to winning a game. That's the game of games. And they had been marvelously set free. And then they they said they're drunk. But Peter, the man that had the keys of the kingdom, standing up with the 11, said, we're not drunk like you think, seeing it's just 9 o'clock in the morning. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. I just read it to you out of the scripture, didn't I? The prophet Joel. Come on, church, let the Holy Ghost work in you right now. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, all flesh, all flesh, all flesh. The Jews are not the only ones going to have a right to this. Everybody's going to have a right. Us poor old Gentiles, amen, hallelujah, we're going to have a right to it, amen. All flesh, he's going to pour out his spirit upon them, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And then the apostle Peter preached them a message that day. Who, did he ever preach. You know really what he preached about a lot in that? He preached about what King David had to say. Let me tell you, David wasn't just a king, he was a prophet also. Hallelujah. And he quotes David, after, amen, over and over what David said, and David said, and David said. And when he gets to the end of that message, the bible said they were pricked in their hearts and they said unto peter and the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do everybody say first time would you say that again with me first first time anybody has ever asked how to get in the church was right here first ever say first time again first time anybody ever asked The man that had the keys to the kingdom. Amen. Who's got some keys here? Amen. The man that had the keys to the kingdom. Amen. The man that had the keys to the kingdom. Peter. Jesus said, Peter, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind down here, when they get up here, it's going to be just like that when they get up here. Whatever they loose down here, it's gonna be just like that. That's the reason you've heard people make really joking remarks about old Saint Peter. When you get up there, you're gonna meet old Saint Peter. Who's ever heard anybody make a remark like that? Sure you have. Well, the reason you heard that it was true. Because he's gonna be the gatekeeper. And what Peter said, then the Bible says, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call." So we know it didn't stop. He's still pouring out His Spirit. Notice He didn't say join the church. He didn't say confess in your heart. He didn't say believe. He didn't say raise your right hand. He didn't say join the Pentecostal church because that won't save you. But what will save you is repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and the beautiful infilling of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Stand with me right now. Let's rejoice in the resurrection today. Amen. Would you lift up your voices today and rejoice in the Lord? Oh, God, we give you praise. We give you thanksgiving. We're glad to know this glorious truth and have this wonderful message of deliverance that will set the captive free and loose those that are in bondage. Thank you for the beautiful liberty today. Thank you for the resurrection. Hallelujah. Would you thank him right now? Amen, Lord, I ask you today to give a greater insight and a greater revelation to each one that's come here today of the resurrection. Oh God, let our faith grow stronger than it's ever been. We pray, God, we ask you, Jesus, we thank you for your presence, your power, your anointing. Thank you for your help today, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I know it's Easter Sunday, But I wanna tell you, we've had people get the Holy Ghost on Easter Sunday. Amen, it's just another day with the Lord. Not one day is above another day. Every day is beautiful and every day is Easter. I wonder how many of you would like to come to this front and stand around this front and say, Lord, I need your help. back just a few years ago, Brother Edward got the Holy Ghost, came first time on Easter Sunday. Amen, you wanna just walk down this front and join in prayer? Amen, feel free. Visitors, you're welcome. Anybody, everybody, saints, amen. If you feel the pull, the need in your life, hallelujah. Just let God touch your spirit today. Give us that revelation, Lord, that we may be able to understand. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, you that have joined us down around the front now, join up with someone and let's have prayer together. Come on, hallelujah. Who else? Come on, come on. You'll feel better when you leave here today for passing by the altar. If you don't know the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost, let God touch your life today. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Come on, Jesus, families. This is a good family Jesus, time. How I trust you. More and more and more. More. Come on, let God touch your spirit tonight Yes, Lord
0: Jesus, You that are standing between the pews you want to join up with somebody, just do it there. God, we want to walk with you. We want to do your will
1: to Jesus, God. oh how I yes, trust God. Him. How I pray Him more and, more and more. Yes, sir. Jesus, Come on, families. Jesus, Let's pray together. Oh, Jesus give us greater faith in the resurrection today. Oh, let the scales fall from our eyes. Yes, God. Oh, yes, God. It's oh, so sweet yes, God. To trust oh. Him. Jesus, just, just to oh, take yes, him by his word. Just, just to yes, rest, yes, Lord. Lord. All his Thank, you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just to know, oh. the, sin, the Lord. Come on, everybody, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
0: don't you join with someone standing close by you today amen oh yes God thank you God for the power of the resurrection make us stronger believers than we've ever been before God let us see it and understand it more clearly than we've ever seen it Lord let the scales fall from all of our eyes that we can see Lord and have understanding of the things of God oh yes God Thank you for your amazing mercy, grace, Lord, His quicken us by your Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. We magnify you Jesus. you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless all of you that's joined us around this front. I appreciate you coming up here today. Amen. May God make his resurrection more real in our life than it's ever been. Hallelujah. Looking for victory in the service tonight. I'd like to invite all of our visitors, come join us at uh, six o'clock prayer service and then seven o'clock our church service, amen. If you want to pray some more, uh, don't stop now, amen. We're glad to pray with you, aren't we saints? We're glad to pray with you, hallelujah. Just remain praying and we will join with you in prayer. Hallelujah. God bless you that's got to go. You consider yourself dismissed. But, Amen. Those that would like to pray, Father, let's just talk to God together. We don't have to be in such a big hurry. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.